This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, this is Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League edition. It is match day six, 80 games in the book from this season's group stages. Profitable strategies over three and a half goals if you've been level staking every single fixture. Uh, then the yield is around about 9% return on investment. If you've been playing both teams to score, yes, around about 5% of our futures picks. Two group bets have already cashed. One is a double. Thanks very much, Will. And four more picks will be decided this week. Three of the four uh, potentially could win. We can't have all four. You with Dan Roebuck alongside me, RJ, Will White and Steve Wish. Just on the futures, Steve, we are looking fairly good to come out with the group stage futures with a profit, aren't we, I think? Well, good day to you, gentlemen. Uh, a bit of a sad one, this, isn't it? We won't be doing this until February uh, when the knockout rounds start. But, um, of course, we've said many times on because we win that outright bets are an important part of, uh, you know, to, to get profit. And we've done all right in general. Will's had a good winner there with the the, the group winner double. Um, I managed to get PSV to qualify the less said about Antwerp, the better. But there have been some. Um, you know, there's, there's, we're on. There's some big results for us coming for this final match day. You know, Atletico Madrid, Inter to win their groups. All eyes on the PSG group as well because we were involved not just in terms of the group outrights, but PSG outrights. So, you know, that tally could well change significantly after uh, Wednesday evening, Dan. Um, but we put ourselves in some good positions. We've you know cashed a couple of winners already. I think that's all you can ask for sometimes with outrights. We always try and find some value, Will, but potentially every single group favourite could win their group. I mean, we're waiting on PSG and Inter and they could easily win their group. I mean, you know, should we not be looking beyond the obvious sometimes when it comes to these group stages? Everyone talks about how uh, uninteresting they are from a fan's point of view. From a better's point of view, should we just be backing the favourites? I think so. Yeah, I mean that was kind of the theme in my in my main group bet, which was Bayern and Arsenal both to top their groups. Um, I just think the big teams they have such deep squads these days that during the group stages they have more resources to be able to adequately kind of rotate their their players, and you've seen teams be able to do that really well um, this season. So, yeah, I, I think the the value does generally lie kind of at the top of the market. A lot of goals, which has mirrored what we've seen in domestic action. RJ, average of just over three. Have uh, betters adjusted with that? I know you're an overs player, but if you played over two and a half goals in every single game, you're only about breaking even. So it looks like the markets have adjusted as, as well. Is that fair, RJ? Yeah, that's fair to say, Dan. And, you know, I, I think to be honest, you know, in the first few few rounds here, you know, me as a totals better, I haven't really targeted too many, too many totals. I've been focused on props because I didn't see – great opportunity uh you know from a pricing perspective and i think once you get to the the last round here in the group stages there's there is some opportunity to uh to target goals and we'll, we'll get into that shortly but you know it's really focused on 
the matches that mean something and then the matches that don't and then determine what route you want to go from that perspective too. Yeah, I think that's fair as well. Only Celtic, Red Star, Antwerp for sure will have no European football in the new year. Plenty consider to consider for betters ahead of the final group games, whether it's a top two finish, a top finish, or indeed third to get into the Europa League. We're going to start uh, with Manchester United versus uh, Bayern, which is Tuesday, 3 p.m., United plus 185, Bayern plus 125, the draw plus 300 here. Steve, chaotic Champions League campaign for Manchester United, scoring an awful lot of goals. Betters that have been playing overs have been cashing uh, every single time uh, with United. They're plus 800 for a top two finish. I mean, is their Champions League race run, do you think? Is their European season over? Well, it's, I was looking at this card, Dan, and uh, I think it's been a tricky Champions League group stage at times. It really has. And um, one of the big problems here is identifying matches where I, I wanted to get involved where at least one team had something to play for. And um, incredibly, five out of the 16 games, there's absolutely nothing at stake, which is ridiculous. Um, I mean, I, I slaughtered the new proposed layout for the Champions League next season, didn't I? But it, maybe it'll be better. Because um, it feels like all the, a lot of the group, you know, the qualifying spots for the last 16 are already decided in a lot of groups as well. But this is an example of a group where it's all on the line. Three teams could still get second place in this group. Manchester United are one of them. For that to, to happen, they're going to have to beat Bayern and hope that Copenhagen against Galatasaray ends a draw. Um, it could happen. You never know. But Manchester United are going to have to... Yeah, they know if they win the game, at least they, they stay in Europe, um, in the Europa League, which... I don't think that would be a terrible outcome for them either. I've got to get on the goals here, Dan. Over three goals at minus 117. Judging how both teams defended at the weekend, I can't really avoid it. Um, I mean, Manchester United have defended terrible all season, haven't they, at times? It seems they have one good performance and everyone goes off their back and then they go back, you know, revert to their norm again. You know, Eric Ten Hag... How long has he really got at Old Trafford? I, I don't think there's a clear identity with him. Um, some of the stuff he, he comes out with in interviews now, I'm, uh, it's a bit cringeworthy, I think. Um, but, you know, they may well get a performance here. It's Bayern Munich, isn't it, at home? Man United are going to have to deliver something. And I think Bayern need a reaction. I completely misread them at the weekend. They actually looked lightly, too lightly raced. I don't think they've played enough football recently um, since the international break. They look really... Um, nowhere near sharp enough. So I think they need a reaction. I know there's nothing at stake for them here. They've won the group. I think I think Thomas Tuchel will need to get need to show something. Whenever Bayern lose a game like that, there's like 10 million, um, you know, inquisitors looking at them. So I think goals. I think uh, both teams go for it here. I don't know who's going to win. I wouldn't trust United. I wouldn't really trust Bayern either. So over three goals for me at minus one seventeen. That's the play over three goals, uh, Asian line for Steve in the United Bayern uh, game. Just very quickly, all three of you, should we not just back Bayern here? United are a basket case. RJ, why don't we back Bayern at plus 125? I mean, it. it it's as Steve said, um, I just don't know what to expect. I think this is this is a this is a trappy type of match, right? Manchester United could could fool betters, could fool the general public with their performance over the weekend, but but show up on uh, on Tuesday. It's just I think it's just tricky, tricky read in my opinion. Will Will do, should we not back, back buying? What your ratings say here? 
I yeah, I mean ratings wise, Bayern Bayern should be favourites for the game, but then there's the motivational angle that kind of swings it a little bit. Um, there is an argument that well, Man United do have more to play for, really. But I like the angle in of Bayern team total over one and a half goals. So it's around about minus one ten last time I looked. It's a similar kind of theme to Steve's bet on the overs total goals, but just obviously you just need. That's Bayern. a good. One. I really like that. Will really good yeah. angle that. So, yeah, that'd be my bet. Bayern team total over one and a half goals. I just don't see how United are going to keep them from scoring two or more. Okay, well, if they score two or more, I mean, I mean, I know United have been scoring in the Champions League, but surely Bayern will win the game. Not tempted, Steve? Plus 125, Bayern? Or, or after the weekend, Mot- look, it's just one of those. <laughs> motivation is one of the biggest factors in football. And, you know, you can't underestimate that. And Bayern, in the last game against Copenhagen, it was a nothing affair. I think they'll be up for it more here now. Yeah. Um, Look, gun to my head, I'll actually say buy and win. But we're not in South America this week, are we? So, <laughs> uh, RJ's got a thought on the other game in the group, Copenhagen Galatasaray. I was intrigued to see the prices for this one, uh, RJ. Copenhagen plus 180, uh, Galatasaray plus 138. But Gala have to win. That might be factored in with the motivation that the boys have been talking about uh, here. Just give us your brief thoughts on your game, on the game in terms of money line before you give us your, your play. Yeah. I, I did look at this play from a, from a side perspective, you know, I, I, I'd have to f- likely favor Copenhagen because they're home. Um, and, and, you know, that's uh that's a slight lean at best. That's more just shooting off the hip, so to speak. But um, I think there's uh there's some decent injuries though, for the Copenhagen side that I'll, that I'll get into here, but, but overall, speaking of motivation, right, there's not much more that to, to play for than, than this match here. It's the final group stage match for, for both these teams who are both neck and neck with five points each. And the winner will join Bayern uh, unless Manchester United, as we discussed, will uh, beat Bayern, which, again, is, is a possibility. But I think we're all doubting that. Uh, but then looking at the, the team performance, so Copenhagen uh, have had a pretty encouraging, you know, Continental and even domestic campaign. Uh, they've managed a goalless draw against Bayern in the last match out. However, uh, their latest results and ended their five-game winless streak, and they are now winless in three home matches, in their last three home matches, and they're currently the lowest-scoring side in Group A with seven. Galatasaray, their campaign has seen some mixed results as well. Um, they are in knockout contention. Their last match was a 3-3 thriller at home against Manchester United. Right, We targeted goals in that, and it came through. Uh, Galatasaray's only win in the continent this, uh, this season came away from home, and they have the second-worst defensive record in Group A, conceding 12 times. And they're uh, currently on a run of back-to-back wins and unbeaten in their last four matches. So looking at the head-to-head quickly, two teams have met three times with one win for each side and one game ending a 2-2 draw. Copenhagen have a more favorable record against Turkish opposition, winning five of their last nine previous matches, losing twice. Looking at the health perspective from each side, right? Copenhagen will be without Kuma, Babakar, William Clem, David Kovic Lava, and Bergen Milan due to injuries. Galatasaray, on the other hand, a relatively healthy very little to note in terms of injury um, looking at this match i don't look at it the same way i did in the man U galatasaray match where i was like extremely excited about goals even mentioned uh targeting over 3.5 to sort of play a ladder 
But I do like over 2.75 goals here at minus 125. There's a lot at stake. Galatasaray on the road have have seen, you know, three-plus goals, I think, every match so far uh, in this Champions League group stages. And I have a hard time not seeing this come through, at least for a half-win potential. Um, and and this is one of my favorite plays of this this round. Over 2.75 is uh, the line for the Copenhagen Galatasaray game. Uh, let's go to uh, Group D, Inter against Real Sociedad again, Tuesday, 3 p.m., as the Copenhagen game is. Inter minus 162. There has been support uh, for the Real Sociedad, plus 450. The draw plus 310. Uh, Inter minus 167 to win the group, which is effectively the same thing. You're better off backing on the money line. And uh, L'Oreal plus 120. Uh, to win the group here. Both have qualified. Will, what's the angle uh, for the Inter-Real Sociedad fixture? Well, Dan, if you look at the teams that are currently topping the group or guaranteed to top their groups, it's it's it just highlights the importance of topping a group and trying to avoid the likes of City, Barca, Real Madrid, Arsenal and Bayern. And so both teams really, Inter will be looking to win this match and Real Sociedad will be looking to, to avoid defeat. I like Inter to, to get the job done, um, parlayed with um, over one and a half goals. That comes in at minus 107, so it's quite a decent boost for the addition of the over one and a half goals. I've been massively impressed with Inter so far this season. Um, they've been extremely dominant domestically uh, with a plus 30 goal difference across their 15 Serie A games. That's two plus two positive goal difference per game is very impressive. Um, they've been undefeated in Champions League group stage so far this season, including winning two out of two at home. And that's despite quite a bit of rotation in the Champions League from Inzaghi. And if you if you compare the underlying data of both teams, Inter are vastly superior, really. They have a plus 1.35 um, XG supremacy per 90 domestically in Serie A. That's versus 0.15 XG supremacy per 90 for Real Sociedad. And that, that really is a huge difference. And we've spoken about Real Sociedad quite a lot before on the European show. I have been impressed with them and I've backed them quite a bit domestically. They certainly passed the eye test. Um, what I will say, one thing that kind of holds me back a little bit on this bet is I think Inzaghi is likely to make some minor rotations here, despite the game meaning a lot. It's just been his MO so far in Champions League this season been hugely impressed by the way he's managed his squad through quite a grueling um, schedule. And if you if you look at the players he's likely to bring in, the likes of Juan Cuadrado, Carlos Augusto, Fratesi, Alexis Sanchez, these guys are all starters and often key components of their international teams. So, you know, this is these are high-quality squad players that you can bring in to supplement um, the starting eleven. Uh, and Inter just seem to have this knack this season of losing, especially important defensive players to injury, the likes of Bastoni, Dumfries, Pavard, De Vries, only to replace them with, you know, the likes of Bisek and Carlos Augusto. These guys have come in and they've managed to maintain their strong defensive outputs. So despite being a big fan of Real Sociedad, I do think it's a big ask for them to avoid defeat here. They're also missing Bryce Mendes after he fractured his arm over the weekend, and he's been a key part of that kind of midfield three with, with Zubi Mendy and um, uh, Mikel Marino. So given that we get the nice boost from minus 167 to minus 107 just for adding the over one and a half, um, I think it's an attractive bet. I see the game finishing 2-1, 3-1 kind of scoreline to, to Inter here. Yeah, Inter were really good, weren't they, in that comeback 
draw, wasn't it, in the end against Benfica when they decided to play some of their key players. Um, Union Berlin, Real Madrid uh, next. Uh, Steve's going to tackle this one for us again Tuesday, 3pm. Uh, Real Madrid are uh, minus money away from home. Steve, minus 121. Union Berlin, uh, plus 300. Your new favourite team, of course. Uh, Group C, uh, they need to win and Braga need to lose to make the Europa League. I think I've got that right. Real, of course, Steve have won the group. Well, I bet you can't believe this one, Dan, but the pick I'm going to go with is Union Berlin on the draw, uh, not draw, no bet, uh, draw double chance, double chance, plus 107. And um, I've got, I watched them against Borussia Mönchengladbach at the weekend and I liked what I saw. I really did. I thought they played really, that was the best I've seen Union Berlin play in a long time. And I, I do, I think they may have turned the corner here and the new manager, Nenad Bezika, the Croatian manager, it was their first win in 17 games in all competitions. Um, that's a massive relief for everyone. There's going to be a feel-good factor. And I think it kind of showed what this squad is capable of, really. That's that's a good win. I, I rate Gladbach, as you know. I don't think they've beaten any old team there. Um, fair play to them. I think they had a lot more energy. Um, they had more of a goal threat. I think they were creating bigger chances than in the previous regime. And I think it's maybe a different style that Union Berlin might go going forward. And they're going to be up for this game. Because incredibly, they can actually still qualify for the Europa League. They've got to win the game for that to happen and hope that Braga lose. But, um, you know, there is a definitely incentive for Union. And I do wonder if they actually got into the Europa League, what sort of price they might be. Because they're the sort of team who might be able to take the, quite, the competition quite seriously in the new year. Um, Real Madrid have won the group. What have they got to play for here? Nothing, really. I mean, it's just an inconvenience of a fixture. Surely they will rest and rotate some players. It'd be sensible to do that. You know, there's still, it will be a decent 11, of course. You know, Real Madrid have got decent depth and quality, but the match doesn't mean anything to them. It matters a lot more to Union. You know, here at the Olympic Stadium, the, the atmosphere has been good in both the game. They've lost both to Braga and um, Napoli, but I thought they played all right, actually. In fact, Union's best performances in this season have been in the Champions League. They've raised it. So, nice spot for them. Um, I really, I I could, I might as well just go straight on the nose. But, um, I don't know. I think they're a prideful team. I think they would take, if you offered them a draw now and a good performance, they'd almost take it nice sort of building block, you know, to go into into, into the winter break and, um, and prove they can get something at home against Real Madrid. So, I just think you know, motivation is a big factor here. So the draw double chance at plus 107 on Union Berlin, um, I think they might have turned a corner. Yeah, we're fading Real Madrid. We are betting Berlin. We've got the draw on side for us as well. Other game in the group is napoli Braga, as you mentioned. Again, 3pm Tuesday. Um, napoli are short price favourites. Uh, they need to avoid defeat to qualify. Braga need to win by more than two is the way I see it. We've gone to the prop markets, though, for this one. RJ, you've got a couple of uh, plays. You've got an official pick and... A lean. The pick is your your regular prop bet. You're looking at corners. Talk us through this one. Yeah, thanks, Dan. This is one of my favorite looking matches from a from a opportunity perspective. Um, you know, so this is again a, a crucial match for for both sides. Napoli currently in second place in the group with seven points, uh, and they need a point to advance. As you stated, Braga need to win by need a win and to win by two um, to reach the the, the sixteen. So. Looking at Napoli, right? I don't think it's a, a big shock, but they've they've had a pretty difficult campaign. Uh, you know, around a month or so ago, they fired their manager Rudy Garcia. Uh, they lost four to two to Real Madrid in their last Champions League match, conceding twice in the final ten minutes. And Napoli are without a clean sheet in six games across uh, all competitions. 
Sporting Braga of Portugal. Uh, they've also had their struggles on a continental stage, but uh, you know they're remaining hopeful here. They drew one-one against the Union, the pesky Union Berlin side uh, that we just talked about. I say, you know, when Steve was talking, it was like all good things come to an end, but it's like really all all bad things came to an end for them when they they finally got their first win. <laughs> and uh, it was good to see, you know, it was good to see. But uh, they do uh, Braga though. Uh, on the on the other hand, have the worst defensive record in Group C. Uh, conceding 10 times. So as we talked about, uh, you know, I could look at head to head here. I am focused on corners, but Napoli will be without uh, Matias Oliveira and Mark Mar Mario Rui due to injuries and Jens Cajuste, uh, who injured his knee in, in the recent match. We do have Victor Osman leading or spearheading the attack for this side. On the Braga side, Siku Nayakate is suspended for this match. However, outside of that, they're in pretty good shape from a from a health perspective. And targeting this, as Dan stated, corners over 9.5 corners at minus 108 uh, as of last night. Uh, the average corners between both these sides are around 10.6 per match. Uh, in fact, 64% uh, of the time between both these sides of the last 25 matches has seen over 9.5 corners. Uh, arguably the best looking prop or corner play that I saw and then bringing out quick to my lean, which is likely, honestly, a, you know, I consider it official play, but it's for, for this show, it's, it's a lean is both teams to score at minus minus one twenty five. I, I really, um, both sides are having trouble defensively. Both sides need points here. Obviously Braga, as we stated, need to win by two. Uh, it's tough not to see this, this play come through. And, um, you know, I, I consider both these some of my favorite plays of this match day. Over nine and a half corners, minus one away for RJ in the game. We'd like a lean, both teams to score. Yes, we're hopeful for goals. Speaking of leans, one more on the Tuesday. Uh, Steve, you've got one for us in Group D, Salzburg against Benfica. What's um, uh, what's on the, the shortlist but didn't make the official play? Yeah, sort of a big price lean here, Dan, Benfica. On the minus one Asian handicap at plus two seventy, which might sound like a strange bet, but um, they, if they're going to qualify for the Europa League, they've got to win this match by two goals, two goal margin or or, or more. So, you know, one nil is not going to be enough for them. So, I think it's maybe worth. I personally think Benfica are definitely a better side than Salzburg. Really, we come down to match day one. It all went wrong for Benfica. They had a man sent off after ten uh, ten min minutes. And Salzburg went on to win the game, but I, I don't think Salzburg are that good this season. I've noticed they're lacking goals, even domestically. Um, you know, they've not really been much of an attacking threat in this group. I think Benfica, if they really want it, and you know they're doing all right in in the Portuguese league, as you'd expect. I think they've got certainly a lot more technical quality. They can come here and win, and you know they know they're not not just going to stop at one nil. So why not have a go on the minus one Asian handicap? You get your money back if they just do win by one. But um, because they need that bigger win, then you could get a bit of value at um, plus 270 on the minus one Asian handicap. I like that one. That's uh, just reading not just the market, but of course the situation that Benfica can find themselves in. Um, let's move on to Wednesday's games. 12.45 early kickoff in Belgrade. Svenas Vesda plus 800. Manchester City minus 315. Draw plus 480. This was pretty wild in the reverse fixture in Manchester. City have won Group G, uh, Steve. Uh, Red Star can't qualify, so why are we playing in this and what is the pick? 
I just felt like having a bit of a swing here, to be honest, Dan. Um, I'm going to go big. Uh, Red Star plus one Asian handicap at plus 170. I actually think Red Star could draw or win this game. Um, Manchester City, this just comes at a really inopportune time. You know, they've got, we know they've got a few injury doubts like Haaland and Doku and people like that. Um, they're not in great form and they've got to go to Belgrade, which is a, I don't want to say a tough place to go, but it's a, uh, awful place to go, isn't it? Really, you know, you got the welcome to hell tunnel and everything like that. Your cards are out. I thought they'd be out today, Dan. I knew I knew you'd have them ready for this show. Um, but uh, look, Red Star, this match is going to mean a lot to them, even though there's nothing at stake for them in terms of the the group position. They get nearly three million euros for winning a Champions League game, and, and that's worth considering for these smaller teams. Yeah, that's a lot of money for them. It's nothing to Man City. But for Red Star, you know, that's a, that's a huge deal. You can get nearly a million euros for a draw. So they're going to fight really hard. I think they'll, um, yeah, they've actually been competitive in this group. They've scored in every game bar one. And the the one they didn't was at, at Young Boys Burn. And, um, yeah, they haven't they had a next year of nearly two there. So they're not that bad. Um, they're going to be, they'll be full strength, you'd imagine. Um, Man City are surely going to rest and rotate heavily here. You know, there's going to be you're going to see players that you rarely see, like maybe perhaps even Mike Hamilton up front. Um, I think we may get a rare sighting of the Yorkshire Perlow in midfield. Uh, Calvin Phillips, for those who, who don't know that term, um, you know, likes of Oscar Bob Nunes, change of goalkeeper. It's still not a terrible 11, is it, for City? But I just think Red Star motivation, they're going to be up for it. Are City actually going to care that much? Why not have a go here on the plus one Asian handicap, a plus one seventy? Uh, if they lose by one goal, we'll get money back. But I think I honestly think Red Star could um, could draw or even win this. Yeah, do the a cash. Yeah, I think. I mean, there's a good point you make about the cash that's up for grabs for an awful lot of clubs, and sometimes the bigger clubs. I mean, City's obviously a little bit different, Paris Saint Germain as well. Even though obviously it can go against financial fair play, at least they put the money towards it, so they won't want to throw it in. But for the smaller clubs and some of the bigger ones, it is a big thing to try and get that money. Um, Newcastle and uh, Milan next to take a look at. Will's got a couple of plays. In this one, which is interesting, Newcastle minus one one four, Milan plus two ninety five, draw plus two eighty five. Here, a win could be enough. Will, as I'm sure you're aware, for Newcastle to qualify. Likewise, Milan all depends on on Paris Saint Germain. I mean, motivational motivational wise, it's there, isn't it, for both of them? Yeah, I think both teams have to go for it, right, Dan. Um... They know that, you know, essentially for Newcastle, there's a 50-50 chance they go through, given the the odds of PSG if they do end up winning this game. For Milan, it's um, sl slightly less likely because they need PSG to, to to lose away to Dortmund for the, for them to go through. But but ultimately, both teams have to go for it. So I've got I've got two players in this match. Um, I'll start off with the first play, which is which is Newcastle to win the game, or on the minus a half Asian handicap at minus one one four. Watching them against Spurs over the weekend, where they really look fatigued, um, they've played the same 10 outfield players now for three Premier League games in a row over the space of eight days, and, and they look like they had nothing left in the tank. And I was on the Bet Rivers website waiting for their price to tick up because I had a feeling that the market had to react after that game against Spurs after they lost convincingly and, and looked so depleted. And they, when they ticked up from minus 121 to minus 114, I decided to pull the trigger because I just think, you know, Newcastle are kind of the Jekyll and the Hyde this season of the Champions League. And, and I think given what's at stake here, given how strong they are traditionally at home, 
They're going to have that raucous crowd behind them. I think they're going to be able to go again. If you look at kind of this from a model-based perspective, the, the price is about right. Newcastle, according to my numbers, should be about this price, about minus 114. But I think the human base, kind of more feel-based factors really line up in favour of the home win. I think perhaps Newcastle even had this game in mind over the weekend. Um, you know, this is a big game for them. It's a, it's, it's a huge, huge game for them. And, and, and they're a completely different team at home. And this season, their record's still very formidable at home. They've got wins over the likes of Man City, PSG, as we spoke about in this tournament on previous show, Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United. You know, those teams are at least the quality of this Milan team and then when you look um, at other kind of more field-based factors, we've talked about how it, Newcastle have been really injury depleted this season. They, they they had to play that same outfield 11 three games in a row because they really had no one else. But they have started to get a few back from injury. Um, Callum Wilson and Sean Longstaff both on the bench this weekend and you'd expect them to feature midweek. The same time, Milan are kind of injury ravaged in defence. They've been playing Teo Hernandez at centre back and Florenzi at left back out of their natural positions to kind of put together this makeshift defence, a makeshift defence that conceded three over the weekend against Atlanta. They do have Rafael Leal back, which is definitely a factor. It makes them much more of a threat. And that will lead to my second bet in this game. I'll explain a bit later. But overall, I think. Um, Newcastle will have enough to go again and to come out with a victory here uh, with a raucous St. James's Park crowd behind them. Uh, and I can see them really coming out of the blocks fast and, and perhaps even blowing Milan away in the first half. Just before we get to your second play, just ask the boys very quickly, because in a way, Steve, it's, it feels a little bit counterintuitive from a better, because a lot of betters are going to be looking at Newcastle, as Will points out, out on the feet at the weekend, thumped at the weekend, same players yet again. They're running out of gas. Should we not be playing Milan or at least siding with Milan in the draw here? Is, is How do you see the money line very quickly on this one? I'm not trusting Milan after what they did against Dortmund. Um, I don't know if they're that good this year. I think Will's had got a Will's had a pretty good read on this group, I think, he, this year. Um, he's been unlucky, actually, with a couple of plays, certainly PSG, Newcastle, last time out. And um, one thing I know about Newcastle, they've got really great bounce-back ability, you know, under Eddie Howe. When the chips are down, they seem to rise again, and vice versa. Sometimes they don't play as well when you kind of expect them to. So it's a huge game. If they win it, they stay in Europe, and that's big for Newcastle. Even if it was only Europa League, they could win that or try and win that. So, um, no, I don't trust Milan. What I did look at here was the cards line. And I think I think there could be a lot of cards in this game. I don't know who the referee is. But over five and a half cards at plus 108. I think with everything on the line, I think both uh, both sets of players will be going in hard. Uh, RJ, very quickly, if I give you a 50, uh, $50 free money line play, where would it go? I'd have to go Newcastle, right? I think Will stated it right, uh, and it's probably a tagline for a tweet we'll see in the coming days, but they are the Jekyll and Hyde uh, of the uh, Champions League, and I think that's a fair assessment. It's uh, the bounce back, what's at stake. I'd have to take Newcastle at home on that. What's your second Thanks, play, Nick, Will? The second play, I think I like this even more than my first play. It's the over two and a half goals, minus one, one, four. I don't really get why the line is here, given both teams really have such an incentive to go out and play on the front foot to try and win this game. Um, they both need to win the game to have a chance at qualifying. 
And I just struggle to see it being low scoring, given that game state, given the intensity of Newcastle at home with that crowd. You know, the underlying data backs it up. Newcastle have um, had a total of uh, 3.28 average XG per 90 domestically this season. Milan, 2.68, which is kind of middle of the pack. The injury news also fits. We've got a makeshift Milan defence. We've got Dubravka in goal instead of Pope for Newcastle. And we've got Rafael Liao back for, for Milan. So they definitely offer much more of a threat. Um, and then Howe's approach at home. We've spoken about this. He, when he goes away in these big matches, he likes to sit back in the low block and try and look to contain teams like they did in, in, in match day one when those two, these two teams played in Milan. It was a dour game, really, from Newcastle that time around. Um, I think the one big danger to this bet is that PSG get out in front at Dortmund. That filters through at half-time, say PSG are up 2-0. And then the game peters out, right? But then, as Steve mentioned, we've still got the Europa League on the line. So I think that's there's an, only an outside chance of that. So ultimately, I see a kind of 2-1, 3-1 Newcastle-type scoreline. And I really like both bets, perhaps with a preference for the over. OK, let's move on to the game in the group. Paris Saint-Germain uh, against uh, Dortmund in Germany. Uh, RJ, you're expecting plenty of efforts on goal with this one. Uh, PSG are the favourites, uh, minus 118. What's your take on this one and what's the play? Yeah, heading to the prop markets again, Dan. Looking at shots on target, over 9.5 at minus 118. Uh, this match will be held at Diaduna Park in Dortmund. Dortmund have already secured a spot in the knockout rounds, uh, but uh, could still fall to second. And PSG with seven points need a win to ensure progression. So big match, um, and you know, oddly enough, or coincidentally enough, a PSG win would result in both teams swapping places, but still advancing. Um, Dortmund currently in fifth place in the Bundesliga with 25 points, four points behind uh, top four status. Dortmund have won, uh, hadn't won in the last three matches in all competitions, including a recent loss over the weekend against RB Leipzig, three-two. PSG, on the other hand, lead Ligue 1 with a four-point advantage over Nice. Uh, they did win over this. Uh, they did win four out of the last five, including a 2-1 victory against Nantes over the weekend. Um, Dortmund quickly have had some defensive issues lately, allowing 11 goals in their last six matches. Four of these six games uh, had over 2.5 goals, and PSG have scored 30 goals in their last 12 matches. Um which leads to why I, I want to play this from a shot perspective. Just quickly, from an injury perspective, Dortmund uh, will be without Julian Durandville, Sebastian Aller, Yusafa uh, Moikoko, uh, Felix Metsha, Julian Rison, Marcus Sabitzer, uh, Marcel Sabitzer, and Marius Wolf will be out against PSG. PSG missing uh, quite a few players, and we talked about this the other day in the European show. They're out. Uh, uh, quite a few players, including goalkeepers. However, uh, Gianluigi uh, Donnarumma will be back after suspension that he served for, for over the weekend. And again, the, the current form here, the high stakes for both teams, looking at this from a shot perspective, both sides average around 11.2 shots on target per match over the last 25 home and away. And again, looking at this from a... a a value perspective, if you will, over 9.5 at minus 118 when the average shots are around 11, 11 plus gives me a little bit of wiggle room here, a little bit of comfort. And one of the, you know, again, stronger prop plays that I saw from over the week, from over this uh, last match day. 
Uh, and a lean from Will. This is a surprising lean for me uh, because I think Paris Saint-Germain will win comfortably. Not been impressed with Dortmund, but Will, you're leaning towards Dortmund. Here. Yeah, Dan, my lean's on on the kind of more mainstream Asian handicap market here. And um, I quite like Dortmund to avoid defeat. Uh, so that would be the plus half a goal. Asian handicap at minus 105. Um, you might get a better price, actually, day of game. Uh, given that money could come for, for PSG here, given the fact that the market is essentially perceiving it's a bigger game for them than it is for Dortmund. But that's really my angle. I think it's hugely important to top the group and Dortmund need to avoid defeat here to top the group. So I think the market's underestimating this. And based off my numbers, the line should be closer to, to Dortmund plus a quarter of a goal. I know they've been largely unimpressive this season but i'm not totally convinced by by psg either so i think you know if this had been match day one we def certainly wouldn't be getting dortmund on plus half a goal handicap it'd probably be closer to draw no bet so um i'm happy to take that quarter slash half a goal kind of differential here and side with dortmund to not lose yeah just a bit of a lean there steve psg away no no value there the problem is they haven't in both their away Champions League games. They've been awful. Um, you know they completely got outplayed. They seem to struggle with intimidating atmospheres. Um, I, I think they'll win because I think they're a better team than Dortmund. I don't rate Dortmund. I've said many times on this show, I don't think they're that great. Um, but they have saved their best performances for the Champions League this year. So it's a tricky one. Um, just you know, it's, one thing Will said that it is important to top the group. If you look at who's topping the groups at the minute, you you don't want to be finishing second. Um, but I tell you now, if Dortmund do end up topping the group, then everyone's queuing up to face them because they'll be by far the easiest draw. Uh, one um, Wednesday lean from RJ, Celtic Feyenoord. Uh, nothing on the game from a group perspective, but potentially a bit of a lean here when it comes to the corners market, RJ. Yeah, it's uh it's a match that obviously has, you know, really nothing to play for. I do, you know, as as Steve said, there are some monetary um, you know, uh value in in some of these games, but the the reality is it does look like a good corners play over 9.5 corners at minus 113. Both sides average exactly 11 corners over their last uh 25 matches. So it uh it has some potential. It's just uh at what effort will will these players give? I I think as we talked about though, right? Um, both both sides will want to put up a show. People pay money to go to these matches, right? You wanna you wanna have a, a sense of pride here, so that's why I, I kind of put this as a lean because uh, there's not a lot to play for, uh, but it's still a good looking play in my opinion. Okay, that's the corners of uh, nine point five at minus mm -hmm. one one three. Um, let's just very quickly get thoughts from all of you on the futures market here ahead of match day six i don't know if there's going to be any any sort of movement after the match day well i mean psg i guess are the one that could come in there plus 1400 because they're not qualified and all the rest of the big hitters have city plus 200 Bayern plus 400 real madrid plus 650 arsenal plus 700 i know that we've we've got a few outrights on on paris anything interesting you see in the in the futures market on the outrights here I think, uh, did you say plus 1,400 PSG? Yeah, I hope I've got that right. I think I think the boys are backing them at plus 1,600 is that in the Futures show, so pre... Yeah, it's a bigger price. Bigger so price I, don't, I don't really understand why the price is shortened, uh, given they're you know, far from guaranteed to, to make it uh, through the group stage, and they haven't really been that impressive. So 
Personally, I'd avoid PSG. Um, I'm still with Bayern. You know, they they got a they got a thin squad, uh, but the winter break's coming up, and they're likely to recover quite a few of their injured players. They probably also look to sign Jao Palinha from Fulham, who would be a huge, huge improvement on that kind of defensive midfield position that where they're really quite thin. So yeah, I like Bayern, and and, and I think they believe they've drifted slightly despite a hugely impressive uh, group stage campaign. So yeah, still in the Bayern uh, boat for me. Steve, I, I tell you what I quite like now is Inter Milan at plus at twenty to one. I think they're by far the best Italian team. If they can win the group and 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 cash that win, if they will, then they I, I think they'll beat whoever they face in the last sixteen. Um, if they were to finish second, it's a much tougher route, obviously. But I just feel like I mean, compare the prices here. You know, um, PSG at fourteen plus fourteen hundred, Inter Milan plus two thousand. I'd rather be on Inter Milan at this stage in time. Um, not least because they've already qualified, but um, yeah, they look a big price. I don't know whether Napoli at forty to one are a big price or not. Um, you know, we know they've changed their manager. Um, you know, see what the winter brings for them. They've still got a lot of quality players. Yeah, they had a good run last season, didn't they? So I don't know when they could be big at forty, but Inter Milan now do stand out. RJ, you got anything futures wise um, in any of your accounts? What, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I I really like Real Madrid right here, plus six fifty. I know it's it's. Uh, again, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have the numbers handy, but uh, they're. I think you could argue they're the strongest side. They haven't lost since September. Uh, they've been one of the more consistent sides domestically and internationally, and it's hard not to uh, to put my money where the, uh, the the recent form has been, and it's been Real Madrid. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. Actually, we've seen blips from the big sides, um, City and Bayern, of course, domestically. So, I mean, uh, that's and that's an interesting one. Yeah, no, and that's a good point, Dan. Not to interrupt you, but I, I you know, I want to bring that out. It's especially in sports, um, you know, in the U.S. or, you know, it it's trying to target the teams when it really matters, like when their form is in peak, right? Because I mean, that, I mean, that's obvious. But you could be a top seed coming in and 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 be pretty consistent, um, but you want to really target the sides that are consistent domestically, internationally, and then really miss a beat. And, and those are the sides I'd be backing for a future perspective. Uh, let's get best bets match day six. Um, Will, what's your best play match day six Champions League? I'm torn between Newcastle to win and the over two and a half goals in the same game. Might be an idea for a same game parlay there, but I'll go with Newcastle to win minus 114. Um, I think they're going to overwhelm AC and they're going to blow them away in the first half. Steve? What do you reckon? Union Berlin is a best bet. Union Berlin, draw double, double chance. chance. I think a plus money. That, that's going to be my best bet of the round. Okay, RJ. I'm going to have to go Napoli, Braga over 9.5 corners. Love it. Uh, that wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League Edition. Many thanks to Steve, Will, and RJ. Later this week, the boys will be tackling the Europa League and the final matches there. We've got some Conference League thoughts as well in that one. So watch out for the best bets in those competitions. For now, though, from all of us, it is goodbye.